Follow Anchor. This is Anna Garrett. Like, oh, I made it now. Blah blah blah. You know. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hopefully, funny enough to hear another episode. I don't actually know what I'm saying. Marketing, entertainment, tech. You know, all the fun stuff. Hello, Anchor. This is Anna Guerra, your host, and welcome to my daily podcast. <laughs> This is never going to go well, guys, but I guess that's the fun of it, and that's the fun of these episodes. We get to goof a little bit because I don't goof by myself. I need my partner, Daniela. Daniela, hello again. Hello, and, Anchor. And say hello to This everyone. is Daniela Miranda, your guest. <laughs> And welcome to Anna's daily podcast. Damn, we should do that. We should as do a, it. We should do that as an intro. We're gonna do it for the next episode. We should do that. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of of this. This has no name, absolutely no name. <laughs> But you know what I mean. To the second episode of this like little adventure project that I'm doing with Daniela. And for today, what we want to talk about is we're going to be exploring influencers and how they should be a role model, model and if they should, if they shouldn't, yeah. do they have responsibility and how do brands interact with them? Should, what do brands have to say? Should they drop them? Should they, you know, you know that kind of drama that yeah. we're used to. So... Like I said in, in the previous episode, the idea is that we go through a bunch of news and try to develop a discussion over a specific topic, but always, you know, having the freedom to talk about everything else as well. So for today, what we're going to talk about is something very recent, which you must definitely have heard about, which is Logan Paul posted a video Uh, in Japan, he so you know Logan Paul. He does like this million dollar vlogs. Like every single day, he has a vlog of like 15 minutes, and it's better than any TV show in terms of ratings, basically. Yeah. And he's the brother of Jake Paul, who is also such a character. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Logan decided it would be funny to go to Japan and to specifically go to a. Uh, it's called like a suicide forest that there is in, in Japan where people, the, the forest is known for people just going there and killing themselves. So you know this better than I do. How many people yeah. are usually found um, there? So from what I've heard, the numbers a couple of years back used to be around 100 people a year. Now they're down to like 50, 60 people a year. Mm -hmm. But still, there's a lot going in. There's just more people... Um, coming out either because there's volunteers there trying mm -hmm. to trying to talk them out of it um while i think before everyone who would go in would be so lost into it because the forest is just um it just makes you it's super difficult for you to find your way back and um there's no gps uh signal on it so once you go in unless you left a trail you're probably not going back And nowadays there are so many volunteers like they're trying to leave a trail every day and trying to help people and actually talk to them uh, that there is more people actually coming out and not going through with it. Uh, but still, it's a big number, uh, obviously. It was known in that area for probably 
how do you say this, but for being haunted, because a couple of years back, a couple of centuries back maybe, um, people from that area, from what I read, used to take the elderly there when they were almost dying, uh, so that they could just leave the body there, as simple as that. Uh, so it's, it's always been kind of known for being haunted, and it's definitely a place of respect and almost a sacred place for um, everyone living near there. And I think one of the most important things to keep in mind um, while looking at uh, Logan's actions is that there's absolutely no way that you go there not knowing like what to expect. Yeah. So Logan went... It wasn't by mistake. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake that this kid on YouTube did. He thought about it. He convinced himself that it was a good thing to Logging do. material, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, he does say that he demonetized the video before posting it, uh, apparently, but I don't think that uh, that makes any difference. Um, wait, wait, let's just explain to the people what actually happened, because some of the people who yeah. might be listening to this might not be aware of what actually happened. Mm -hmm. So what happened was Logan decided to vlog his experience in the forest and he found someone who had killed themselves, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and what he, what he did was absolutely insane because he not only recorded himself there, but he recorded the actual person and just blurred yeah. out their face. I think, yeah. and after he realized that it was someone who was dead, he kept going through it yeah. and he kept recording and he even started making jokes about how mm -hmm. life is crazy and. How is this silly? I just wanted to make a fun vlog for you guys and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Instead of just shutting the thing immediately and just leaving and calling the authorities, which is what he should have done. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are not defending him, but at least taking the argument and the point that Logan in his personality and his way of being is just the type of person who when he's scared or when he sees something he's not expecting, like happened here, he laughs at it, which is uh, an actual personality trait. This can actually happen with some people, but Logan is not some people. Logan is someone with a ridiculously big online following basis, um, mostly children, mm -hmm. which is the most shocking part yeah. for me. And um, he knowingly went into a forest where he would find dead bodies. Mm -hmm mocked a victim yeah and of this, suicide. this this wasn't live he could have easily yeah. edited it out easily. he didn't have to and he's he the exact title even though he said this we is found, not yeah. clickbait it we was definitely clickbait yeah yeah and uh he so basically now that you have like this, this introduction into what happened uh logan posted this video the video went up to like six hundred thousand. um likes so thumbs up on youtube before it went down um and it was demonetized doesn't really matter either way he got a lot of exposure for it and then logan took the video down or youtube took the video down i'm not sure actually and then he posted a little apology note on um on twitter on twitter and then eventually think things got so big that he also posted uh, an apology video mm -hmm. and um and let me let me just tell you this is how he says like goodbye in his apology note he says i love everyone i believe in people i'm out of here peace hashtag low gang for life yeah after like saying the most serious stuff ever yeah i think one of yeah. the weirdest parts is that 
on the apology, the apology note just seems like he is this random YouTuber uh, with just a couple followers, and he just got noticed for this. It doesn't seem like he understands knows anything. What this means, yeah. Yeah, he's got. He's like one of the biggest YouTubers, um, if he, not like yeah, yeah, if not the biggest. He's had those crazy meet and greets with tons of security. I bet he has a big team working with him regarding just PR in general. He has to. He has to have at least an agency or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And he launched this, he published this apology note that doesn't refer the victim, doesn't refer the family of the victim, doesn't uh, mention anything yeah, it's, about it's... like suicide prevention. Yeah. It's all about him. It's basically, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I do this all the time. I didn't yeah. mean this and blah, blah, blah. It was never like trying to make people aware that this yeah. is not a joke. and that... what? Yeah, it leads me to thinking that Logan was actually the one to write this note, which in our world, I think working in marketing for companies is crazy. <laughs> uh, how was he the one to write this note with absolutely no help? And... Um, then it actually leads you into a different topic of should uh, influencers and people who have this brand of themselves solely, should they be in control Mm -hmm, of things mm -hmm. like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say no, (laughs) clearly. But then it brings you back to then it's not there. It's not organic. It's not them anymore. And that's how they built their brand was by being themselves and by talking Mm -hmm. to the people directly. So if you put someone else in charge of that, people will tell. Yeah. One of the comments that I saw in this situation, uh, obviously we're not here to give like a proper, um, we're not here to tell Logan what to do. And this is exclusively our opinions, but I think it's interesting to look at everyone else's reaction to this. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, there's a bunch of celebrities who commented on this, some more casually some others yeah. uh, a bit more formally <clears throat> but one of my favorite comments was definitely um casey neistat nice that yeah. uh he posted a bunch of things on on twitter about this and i actually like following him because of how politically correct he can be mm-hmm. yeah uh, he's definitely is, like the the greatest yeah. spokesperson for yeah. youtube for youtube yeah i think it's very interesting better than to, youtube a lot of times yeah I think it's very interesting to see how, how Casey deals with this kind of stuff because it's so rare to see him like get himself in a bad, in a bad position with a video or anything like that. Uh, although he's done like a bunch of illegal stuff and everything like that. Um, and what he one of the things he, he tweeted was a couple of tips for Logan on what he should be doing. So he said things like, uh, why don't you donate just a little bit of your money to Suicide Prevention Association or whatever? Why don't you give just a little bit of time on your channel for a video from an, someone talking about suicide prevention um, instead of just apologizing? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you of, actually do something? Because one of the things that Casey has done very well <coughs> is like giving shout outs to people yeah, and exactly. including people. For example, I remember once he included a blind girl who had a YouTube channel and that's how I started following her because yeah. I found out through his channel. So Logan could have done something similar yeah, he could. for that. Yeah. And um, another thing that I saw that I thought was super interesting was um, this retweet from someone who used to work at Nickelodeon, I think. I'm sorry that I don't remember who. That was saying at Nickelodeon, they had 
um, going back into how shocking it is that Logan's audience is mainly children who just saw this crazy video um, at Nickelodeon, he said they had so many procedures into making sure content was fit for children. Uh, and he thought it was so weird uh, in something of this dimension at YouTube that they didn't control this type of content. So it, it does seem, I think the fault here lies a lot on, on YouTube. Um, and I think YouTube is, is going to be very the, bashed yeah, for this. They're mm -hmm. going to be mostly the, the ones who are hurt the most, maybe more than, than Logan even, because they're a company that just works like that. Mm -hmm. um, they have no control over this content uh, and they review so much content. Yeah. I think it's very similar situation to what people have been saying in terms of Facebook and fake news yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. But YouTube, if YouTube is a new TV, and I think it's interesting to, to look at Logan's apology note where he says, I do 15 minute, minute uh, TV shows every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't. <laughs> He's not doing a TV show. Like the whole yeah, point of the TV show is being on TV. He's not really on TV. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of a TV yeah, show. Yeah, I get yeah. where he's coming from. And it's and actually very interesting that he said that mm -hmm. because if YouTube is a new television, then um, they, they have to at least be aware. And YouTube has done pretty much nothing to control this. Mm -hmm. uh, and another interesting re remark from, uh, from Casey was today that the um, today, probably not when you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, but was uh, that the videos on the next day on trending on YouTube, I think two videos were trending on YouTube that were re-uploads from, from Logan's video that other people uploaded. So first of all, there's absolutely no control over the trending videos on YouTube. No one really knows Which how they work. Which you would expect. Yeah. yeah. No one knows how it works, how a video actually goes to trending. No mm -hmm. one really understands the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the day after the video was deleted, Two videos are trending on number two and twenty, that are re-uploads of this video. It kind of looks like YouTube is doing it on purpose, which would be mm -hmm. scary at least. But one of the things that Casey said on on his tweets was, "YouTube, you really have to explain to everyone how this video, these two videos are trending today. Yeah, yeah. How it went there. How you have to explain the algorithm right now. You cannot just let this uh, mm -hmm. go. Yeah." I think that's YouTube is going to suffer most from this. I'm not sure how long this will actually last. Uh, and what do you mean by this? By having this type of content. What I mean is, he, if Logan had ten followers, mm -hmm. I don't think it would matter. But one video, controlling one video of his, is the same as controlling I don't know how many videos on YouTube, but millions videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So they don't really have to be controlling everything uploaded because but that, at that least would be the impossible. trending videos but at and least the, trending. the main con the main content makers yeah. and they know who they are. Yeah. They know. Yeah, it has to be it has to be somehow I don't know. Um what what I think is a bit shocking is that it looks like YouTube and forgive me for saying all this, uh, YouTube is great and everything, but it looks like YouTube is only really only caring about money because mm -hmm. it looks like they ignored the video because it wasn't making money. And if a video is not monetized, then they just don't look into it. Um, yeah, yeah. That would be even and more. That's, that's a great thing because how did not, how did YouTube not realize that in the title it said yeah. that, right? Because they have so many technology to find out this and that there must've been a way that they could have detected that. Worse it, even. Yeah. What if they did and did nothing about it? Yeah. 
uh, it does go like against YouTube regulations yeah. to post something like that. A good, yeah, that's, that's multiple things. That's what they said in their apology. Did you yeah. read YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what they said. Their apology was pretty. It was very crap. standard, <laughs> standard PR yeah. uh, apology, and like call this number, blah blah blah. So yeah. Like, yeah. So it was very very standard, and it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like they owned the mistake. It felt like yeah. this is how YouTube works, and we do this to prevent it. Yeah. And it's, it's not not our fault. It yeah. was never like I think we're going to try to say, do something better. Yeah, I think you should always admit own yeah the mistake own own your fault just a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't need to say this was all our fault. Logan had nothing to do with this. Logan is this kid. Logan's not a kid. Logan knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, could YouTube have done something differently? They could. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't just any video from any creator. And it's actually interesting, I think, looking back at other YouTube dramas. Uh, I would say this is mostly comparable to the whole PewDiePie situation with... Uh, yeah, yeah, with um, this anti-Semitic comments yeah, and everything. Yeah, and everything like that. And he suffered a lot from it, I think. Um, it still is. He yeah. still is. So if Logan doesn't, it's it's really... It's, it's a bit shameful. I would say this is a lot more serious. Yeah. Because... You know, PewDiePie, even though what he said is bad, and he, he has done countless things that are not okay, but the way he inserts the jokes, I think they're more appropriate in the context of his channel yeah. than Logan, who does vlogs. Yeah. It's a vlog, it's not a comedy show. Although it ends up being somewhat of a of a fiction because he develops this whole story that goes into the vlog and everything, and a lot of stuff yeah. is made up. Yeah, because he tries to find he tries to entertain people and everything is not just him showing his everyday life but still I would say in a way it's a little bit different yeah but then again you have a lot of people defending Logan for that exactly because they say he did this uh, with his friends as he would if he didn't film it mm -hmm. and he laughed about it because that's his reaction to, yeah. to stuff that really that can be traumatizing mm -hmm. um, and people understand his reaction Uh, which, to a certain point, I think is fine. Um, I wouldn't blame Logan for having that type of reaction to it. I don't know how I would react. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, if if I would try to laugh just to feel a little bit not not as bad about where I was and everything, I wouldn't really blame myself for it. I would blame myself for doing that, filming it, and posting it to YouTube. Yeah, where and, I have and he kept talking about it. Yeah. And where I have millions, whatever, of followers, mm -hmm. which mostly are children. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other level of laughing about it. Yeah. And I think this whole situation that we were talking about before in terms of monetized and demonetized videos, I think it also brings us back to, did you know that there were a lot of like LGBT content videos that were, that are being demonetized just because they have the word gay on it and stuff like that? It didn't. You didn't I know. Think, it's a thing. I think that's happening with a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. It's and YouTube is not being able to explain why. Yeah, and I've like a lot of big content creators have have mentioned that to YouTube. Yeah, I've and heard it, about it. And it hasn't changed that much, especially you know that category now. YouTube has like a thing where it's like a safe place for kids that mm -hmm. they can enter and they can only see that content and it there's like a restriction so if you're talking about like lgbt content that doesn't appear in the kids section which is why not you yeah. know but does logan paul 
probably well <laughs> i don't know we have to check that but probably well, you know what do you what do yeah. you deem as being suitable for kids and not you know yeah i think either you restrict a lot and then you wouldn't show maybe lgbt um anything but also you wouldn't show any vlogs whatsoever what is kids but then what do, kids. but then what what do you show that's I the thing little kids see a lot of like animation on youtube uh d depends on what age you're mentioning mm -hmm. i think i think there's a lot of kids nowadays instead of looking at tv they take their parents phone and they yeah. get this video that they like maybe they don't even know how to read yet but they know the pictures so mm -hmm. they just click other similar videos and they're just looking at animation and songs and like songs from disney movies or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long time and that would be absolutely suitable for kids because it's content that was made outside of this platform just for kids and then everything else would have to be restricted unless they actually look at it mm -hmm. which is impossible, impossible not scalable yeah. i think i'm much more on the side of and this might be very like innocent way of looking at it but i think a better way instead of like preventing kids from watching certain content is to prepare them for yeah. content and like to give conversations and i think this is a little bit of the questions that we you remember that discussion that we had about 13 reasons why yeah that, that <laughs> this is the one thing that we, <laughs> that don't, we really don't agree, agree on <laughs> is that i was telling her that you know it's it's fiction and it's a piece of work and it's not real and i think as long as you explain to people and i think netflix did that they did a bunch of like extra shows where they talked about suicide and blah 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 they always put like suicide lines and they did a lot of thing i think they brought a lot of awareness to the topic which i think it's necessary hmm. but then again, the way like the way they depict it i think it's something else okay. and i think it's i think it's better to shine a light on a subject and have people talk about it and have people know that this is a thing rather than not show it at all you know i think yeah. i think it's a better thing yeah and to prepare course. people okay this is a thing and yeah. then you have your parents or your teachers or whatever teaching you about it you yeah. know i think that's a, that goes into very political views of what you should hide or not from people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, personally with 13 reasons why i'm not a fan uh, of how they did it no matter what netflix did i'm not sure about that but then again no matter what netflix did how can you look right now at articles on the girl who apparently committed suicide because yeah, of it because of the show, and yeah. be okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um sure you're not sure you will never be sure that it, she well, yeah. wouldn't do it without exactly. the show but it does but make she question. did see it yeah. and the show does kind of glorify it so i think netflix could have for example i think there's a but good the one. thing is if this happens then how can how come we can have movies where people kill each other yeah, and how can we have movies about nazis and stuff suddenly everyone is going to turn into a nazi because you, you, you don't know? have movies glorifying nazis while this one was glorifying suicide i think a good uh contrast that you have on netflix is that movie with lily collins on bulimia i think yeah yeah to the bone to the bone uh, I, I haven't saw seen that. it i see i saw that but it's just as triggering it's not suicide it's bulimia it's eating mm -hmm. disorders yeah but i don't think it glorifies it it shows like the exactly ugly, the ugly it parts. shows why it's it so shows her suffering why while i think and the suffering of her family yeah. as well well i think 
13 Reasons Why isn't really, isn't showing it. First of all, it's making it look like a teenage drama, mm-hmm. which is just starting there. That's a bit fucked up for, can I curse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for from my perspective, I think I wouldn't dare to do it. And I, I would especially put all of the producers on the spotlight for it. Not necessarily Netflix, um, because I'm not sure how how much strength they actually had in the, the whole sh- like mm-hmm, produ- mm-hmm, production of the show. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I think Selena Gomez had to be put on the spotlight for it. Shade, Selena! I, I, I was always a huge fan of Selena, especially growing up. Uh, but I think this was a terrible move of hers. Um, and it's really weird for me that she never apologized about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Basically, what we were getting into is when you were talking about influencers, creators, um, and especially from our perspective of working in marketing, using them somehow and working with them somehow to um, to really project your brand, how far can you go in terms of being responsible for their actions? And um, should they care? Should they do things otherwise because they're affiliated with brands? I think actually with Logan, that's probably... Um, not a huge question because he's mostly affiliated with his own brand. Um, mm-hmm. no, he has... Although he does have like some ads and stuff, yeah. but he's not like I would say he's not like there's like a huge partner yeah. that you would associate. He's not with the them. face yeah. of any brand besides YouTube because yeah. no brand is no brand trusts him. I yeah, think. exactly. Not even before. However, he is pretty much a face of YouTube, mm-hmm. so YouTube is is the brand that has to lose from this, mm-hmm. um, and. I think we have to wait to see. Um, one thing that with YouTube makes it a bit different is that only the people who are really already very much into YouTube, maybe YouTubers, creators, whatever, um, who deal with it on a daily basis, those are the only ones for now that I think really understand what's going on and how YouTube should be a little bit more aware of mm-hmm. what they could actually work with. Yeah, because they know how much it's costing to some people yeah. and they know the impact. Yeah, I think most viewers don't understand yet how YouTube could be working a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, while subconsciously, maybe if you, if an actor or an influencer does something uh, and he's connected to a brand, you might see the brand differently. Um, I don't think with YouTube, the regular view it, viewer even looks at it as a brand. I think the regular viewer probably goes on YouTube because they go on YouTube. They wouldn't stop using Google if Google was in some Yeah, yeah. I think most people, situation. the reality is that probably most people that go to YouTube don't even subscribe to channels. Yeah. And they just watch content that comes up to them, yeah. like in terms of algorithm. And if it was another platform, they would just go to another platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not about the YouTube, the YouTube platform. It's about yeah. the content makers. However, at the same time, YouTube is really working towards being this brand. Uh, I think especially with things like the YouTube Rewind. If you go back now and look at this year's Rewind, Logan is a big, big part of it. Which is the the rewind is bad. This year's yeah. rewind is bad. Yeah, <laughs> the rewind is a bit painful to to watch. Let's be honest. But um, Logan and Jake are a big part of it, and that is YouTube's brand, and that is chosen. And 
managed by YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I no. mean, they know they're a big creators and then have a bunch of people, but they didn't have to choose these people to yeah. appear on the video if yeah. they didn't thought it was a good representation of what YouTube should be, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, they can control they they as a company I mean, it's not as a company because they could do they could do it differently. But in a business way, I guess they should show in the dashboard, they would show the videos that have the most views because they want to please what people want to see. But in a video like this, it's a definitely a video that yeah. is made by YouTube. It's not a creator that is making this. Mm -hmm. It's a, made, a video made by YouTube and YouTube is choosing the people that they want to be affiliated with, not the people that are successful because people watch it. Mm -hmm. So how far should they yeah. <laughs> try to to incorporate people just because they're super popular. I mean, they didn't include PewDiePie in yeah. this one, so they were aware that it could have been a problem, but they didn't think it would be a problem to include Jake Paul and Logan Paul, and look although, where that got him. Although Logan has al already been involved in so many, like, yeah, obviously yeah. And Jake, smaller... Yeah, yeah, and Jake as well. Yeah, obviously smaller scandals, but still, it's just looking at it. And I think they've ever been role models in the first <clears throat> yeah, place. Exactly. It wasn't like a fall down or anything. Just imagine you're a brand that could work with any YouTuber, any industry, just theoretically. There's every YouTuber in YouTube Rewind is working with major brands, probably with the exception of Jake and Logan Paul. I mean, they are. <laughs> I think we're not as familiar with it because they're very American brands, I would say. Yeah. Because I know they're working with like the type of brands that would show up on a, like a Super Bowl ad and stuff like that, yeah. you know. But then again, I think they're very American brands and not global brands because global brands would not want to associate with them. But what brands are they actually working with? Because when I think of it, not having a lot of knowledge on Logan and Jake Paul, um, I would say they're probably working with streetwear, but then they have their own like uh, fashion like yeah, line do, like with do. merch. Uh, and that's all I see on them, their own lines their own yeah. brands which is a super safe way to do it when you have this type of following uh but it also i i, I just don't remember seeing any other brands yeah. on them it's actually funny because i'm trying to search it now and i search logan paul brands and all i have is articles bashing him now because of this try to so, Paul maybe they have the same style <laughs> they have the same <laughs> style they're brothers for god's yeah. sake yeah but there's weirdly similar for brothers the paul brothers commend six-figure deals to put brands in their videos logan paul has worked with walmart dunkin donuts yeah i'm sure people won't buy donuts anymore that's a safe bet trying to see like in comparison with any other youtuber it's clear that brands are not trusting them i think Obviously, I'm not informed, but... On the brand marketing front, Paul's video for Doritos crashed the Super Bowl. So basically, they're working with But there's also... Fast moving. He continues to add a roster of digital blah, 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 including Nike, Verizon, Pepsi, and HBO. Now, HBO is surprising HBO. to me. Yeah. How? And Nike as well surprises me a lot. I mean, Pepsi... Yeah. I mean, Pepsi does... <laughs> questionable actions <laughs> sometimes you remember the, when they were like in this big scandal because they 
showed something like with Cristiano Ronaldo and he was like being ran over by an I, a honestly, train or something. It was something like I that. I know I'm being very I don't know, white girl, but I think Pepsi and I think the Kendall Jenner ad. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. I cannot yeah. think about anything else. And I used to, I used to like Pepsi so much. And well, I still let's do. not even go there, but yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting in this conversation how you just Obviously, I, I work in marketing. I, I think about marketing every day. And I, I try to be as much aware as possible of everything that's going on. And I've been uh, kind of in love with the whole idea of Pepsi and Coke for so long now. And you mentioned Pepsi and I think Kendall Jenner ad. And is that good? It's, it's absolutely not, it's terrible. Not good. Yeah, it's not good for the brand. So if I think this, <laughs> I think anyone who's seen it... Yeah, because we... It's not something that showed up here in Portugal. We yeah. we knew it because we saw it online. Yeah. So imagine people actually seeing this on television probably quite a few times. I don't think it's it really is going to hurt Pepsi, but it's not going to do any good <laughs> either. They could be remembered for other things. I think you think Pepsi, you either think Pepsi versus Coke or you think Kendall Jenner. Well, ad well, or Pepsi weird ads. Pepsi used to have like really great ads like they would have Beyonce yeah on like doing some crazy stuff and then like soccer players like David Beckham but those were good old Pepsi days I don't think they have that kind of stuff anymore I don't know yeah. I'm not as familiar yet again because they're mostly like American ads yeah Pepsi doesn't have ads in Portugal but I yeah. think right I think but so. Coca-Cola does But it, yeah, exactly. But it's 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 really interesting to look at someone who's like the highest paid, uh, the most paid model of last year, like Kendall Jenner, and see how how it all happened with the Pepsi ad because uh, Pepsi was in the spotlight, Kendall Jenner was in the spotlight for even agreeing to do such a weird ad, um, and she clearly, if she lost anything from this, it really doesn't look like it. It just looks like she got more attention. Um, almost because people weren't expecting her to do anything else, which mm -hmm. is fine. I mean, if if you look back at the most like past maybe three years, the scandals that we've seen have they really hurt someone's reputation in the long term? Good no example one. of that is Donald Trump. <laughs> It's not even an example because that guy's not human. But I mean, we did. There's no no one that really suffered from any of these and we can talk about people and we can talk about brands because even like uber i mean some things changed but still uber is up and i don't think it yeah. damaged them that much i mean and even a better example should be um i mean volkswagen, volkswagen. yeah volkswagen like if you look at them it it's pretty clear that it hasn't done one bit yeah No, one <laughs> that that's the perfect example it's really yeah. untouchable so the thing is these people suffer in that time but we managed to change not that much i would say in the yeah. end so let's let's just make it clear if you have imagine you have your own company right now would you actually look at an influencer well you probably wouldn't work with logan paul mm -hmm. right now but would you a couple months ago work with logan paul and be mm -hmm. okay with it? Or would you think this is actually going to hurt my brand? I would say that for me, I think the tendency is that we start working with micro influencers 
yeah, more. Me too. And I think, I mean, it's smarter because they're more local and they're it's more cheaper. targeted. <laughs> I, I was going to go through that. Yeah, it's cheaper and yeah. they're usually more targeted, more local and... I mean, it's they easier. Care more, they I care think. more as well about your brand because they don't have like a bunch of deals working on them. Yeah. And I guess there's also a higher chance that they become associated with with your brand. Yeah. You know, you're not just another brand. You're them, and them there are you. Which also, yeah, no. Yeah. It can lead to other things, but I think that might be the way. Mm -hmm. Something I've quite liked actually from working with micro influencers was I recently worked with this YouTuber that only had a couple thousand um, subscribers. And uh, one of the things I really like from working with her is that what the campaign I was doing with her included um, a discount code that she could give to her followers. Typical like fashion industry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very YouTuber. regular yeah. influencer kind of thing. Yeah, and she would not only mention it in this paid video that we did with her, but she said, I typically get questions about this either on my email or on my comments, and I'm very used to answering it, but not having a proper answer because I didn't know your company. So now I'm going to answer it and I'm going to give this uh, specific promo code on all the emails and comments that I get on this that I usually. Mm -hmm. This is like so she's kind of like integrating like customer support so, kind of way. <laughs> of course, she's getting commission every time uh, mm -hmm. someone buys, but we never asked for this. She was just totally comfortable with because um, she knew it would provide value to yeah. her viewers. Being able to be in a private message is a whole other level of, yeah. of advertising. It's it's almost getting it's, into the dark it's, social. It's called yeah, it's yeah. exactly the dark social. True micro influencers, you can actually get into dark social a little bit. Um, if you if you take affiliate marketing and instead of going to voucher websites, you actually give coupon codes, promotional codes to micro influencers and say there's no minimum um, sales for you. Just whenever someone asks you about this or whenever you can get it into a conversation, feel free to and you get a commission. I think that's the future of affiliate marketing. And people should really stop focusing on promo code websites. <laughs> sure, it's a big revenue source if you have like traditional, very traditional e-commerce. But I mm -hmm, mean, for how mm -hmm. long will people continue falling into that? Have you have you bought something because of an influencer? I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah I buy too. everything because of influencers. <laughs> everything. I mean, you trust them. I think for me, especially in terms of technology. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if there's like a YouTuber that I follow and they use this camera and they use this and that program and I look up to their work, mm -hmm. then I might use what they use yeah, because absolutely. I want to be like them, that kind of way. So I guess for most people, that's fashion because you want to be yeah. like them. I think I'm very influenced. Um, I'm not one to follow a lot of YouTubers, so that one would not be a huge influence. Um, are you more of an Instagram girl? I'm an Instagram girl. And I think I get very You are the Instagram... There, there, It's a very specific thing. Because there's like Instagram influencers. And they're yeah. only Instagram. Yeah. Like how did you become famous for only posting pictures? It's kind of crazy. But yeah. they are Instagram I'm very influencer. influenced on Instagram. And I think it... Brands just could profit so much more from it. 
uh, or at least influencers but could what I so mean much is you follow Instagram influencers and <clears throat> they're people who only became famous because of Instagram yeah. or are they like YouTube people no I, f I follow Instagram influencers definitely and um, one thing that I think that really kind of pisses me off is that I notice probably also because I work in marketing but I notice myself being influenced and it just drives me out of my mind when I know my action isn't being tracked. So for example, you see someone with something on a photo, you say, I'm going to buy this, and then there's no tracking link. So there's no way that you can actually reward this influencer for the sale that they just did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How bad can you be? <laughs> so if the brand isn't noticing this, uh, maybe they don't care because they don't want to lose a commission on, on this sale, but they could probably get more sales if they did have a tracking link. How is the influencer not noticing that they could just send this photo with thousand something likes to this brand and say, look, I'm generating sales. I won't be posting any more things about you if you don't give me a commission on it. And there's just so many ways to get commission <laughs> on sales nowadays, with like, especially if it's more towards fast moving consumer goods. But it just pisses me off when I don't have a discount code for something that I, that I actually was influenced into, into purchasing. I mean, there's a new like refer reference model with Amazon. Have you seen it? No. Like people can create, the, it's kind of, it's like affiliate marketing for Amazon and they can put like the stuff that you usually own and stuff and you can get like re reference links oh, that's for Amazon. Cool. I'm going to do that. I mean, it's pretty new, but the people who are already like getting a bunch, especially like technology, because most of the tech stuff you buy it on Amazon for fashion. It's mostly like the fashion websites, yeah. but for technology, it's Amazon. So people who are selling a lot of like camera gear and stuff, mm -hmm. they're getting through Amazon affiliate program. One thing that I get very influenced into trying or purchasing um, that I don't think is being tracked is restaurants and like travel locations you decide where you want to go in terms of traveling and in terms of restaurants yeah. I mean, if because you, if you look of at your it, Instagram like, feed. Yeah, and like, there's not like influencers for, I mean, they're clearly influencers for restaurants, but I don't see that many restaurants doing influencer marketing. Yeah, exactly. But what it's you a see pretty big thing. It's like brands like, um, who do restaurant apps. Uh, so here we have Zomato, I would say another Uh, mm -hmm. countries you would have open table for example or yeah yeah uh quando yeah and, i mean uh, zomato i did a work about them and they definitely work yeah. with influencers but the a restaurants lot. itself yeah like bars you've never seen like a bar they could have i mean there's this really irish bar they could have found an influencer who yeah. like is irish and i don't know yeah it's it's really weird because it would be so easy for I mean, like, Those... imagine, imagine you have, like, a vegan restaurant. You can find a influencer that is vegan and stuff. There are simply, like, trendy places, trendy restaurants, trendy yeah. areas, whatever, that you go because you saw on your Instagram feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no way to track it. And what is extremely, what is even more interesting is that you have lifestyle bloggers and lifestyle Instagrammers that you see their travels, you see where they go to eat, you see everything about them. And then the only affiliate deals, the only brand deals that they have are with fashion yeah, uh, exactly. brands. Because the other brands just aren't working on it. Yeah. And it's like, it, it makes their posts sometimes even not look very organic because 
a lifestyle blogger, even if it's a blogger is into fashion, will do、mm-hmm. like one post out of ten having anything to do with fashion. Yeah, because there's like home stuff. I mean,、yeah. you, I've seen some, but still, you don't see that many. You don't see. I mean, many, I mean, I think it's. I mean, I think it's mostly fashion and technology. Yeah. So if you're a travel blogger or travel influencer in any way, you will post f- pictures of yourself wearing or using objects that are sponsored. But your travel itself isn't. So maybe you travel a lot, and this brand gives you your suitcases,、mm-hmm. and you post a picture of them. But the traveling itself,、yeah. the airline, I mean, the hotel, a, there's a few, but it's still like very it's rare. Very few, yeah. yeah, that's not monetized. I mean, one of the things that I saw that was really cool, but it's not it's not affiliate marketing at all or anything like that. Was that I saw there was an influencer that I follow. His name is Yun Olson. He has like a YouTube channel with vlogs, and British Airways paid him a trip、mm-hmm. to go a day somewhere else, like、yeah. another country, and he did a whole vlog there. Yeah, there's I think there's a lot of travel bloggers who are just invited, for example, by hotels to go mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and of course they say. Uh, this is a hotel we're staying at. We were invited、mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, and they explain everything possible about the hotel, especially if it's a blogger, not just Instagram. But it's not tracked, so basically the hotels are paying for their stay. They're probably paying for the promotion in、mm-hmm. some cases, in a way that is not tracked. So they they have no idea how much they will actually get from that. And with a lot of bloggers, let's be honest, luxury hotels are doing this, and one or two followers will pro- probably go there because most of them don't have the means.、Mm-hmm. So it's to me, it really gets to me when something isn't tracked,、um, and apparently for no reason. Yeah, and I mean, it also depends on the type of product because when we're talking about fashion and technology, there are usually things that you buy straight away.、Mm-hmm. But when I mean, how how far would it? Be okay to do influencer marketing for like very like high-end purchase things, things that are have a, like a very big cycle of、mm-hmm. buying. So, for example, like influencers for cars, for example. That's a good question, right? The thing is, because you have like, influencers for all that, you、mm-hmm. might not be tracking them. I think that's the big difference. So, you have influencers for cars. Actually, you have Jake Paul and Logan Paul,、uh, but there's no way to. But our brands. Willingly working with them. With some there are, yeah. I know I follow a blogger at least who constantly works with BMW,、mm-hmm. although、mm-hmm. it's not like her main、uh, focus at all.、Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's super difficult to see how it actually pays out pays in out. the end. Yeah. yeah, that's my question, right?、Yeah. Because you know, fashion, you go there, you see it. Oh, I like it. You buy it. It's very like instant. But when you're talking about products like buying a car, buying a house, you know,、yeah. buying your kids' education, it's something that、yeah. usually takes like years of thinking about the process and what you、yeah. want to get. But think that imagine you're working with some of the biggest bloggers out there that have ever, absolutely nothing to do with cars. At least this is the example that I, that I have in mind.、Mm-hmm. Just if I'm BMW and I'm offering her this new great BMW car. At least, I'm paying so that she won't buy a Mercedes herself. So that seeing her with this specific car, a lot of people seeing her with this specific car should be enough, even if they don't buy it. 
just because mm -hmm. it's overall brand reputation. So, I mean, obviously it depends on a lot of things, but... And what are the brand goals in the end with yeah. the partnership and everything, yeah. But I think um, if it's well done, then mm -hmm. it, it can be well done. Yeah. Because I remember when, when I was in my <laughs> classes in Marketing Masters, we discussed a little bit about cars because, you know, with like very high-end cars like a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, stuff like that, people say, oh, it's so cool, like all the kids wish them and they have like wallpapers of yeah. those cars. Like in, to which point is that good or bad? Like, yeah. If, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because in a way, I think you're aspiring as a, uh, when you're young, you're aspiring. I'm going to have that car. And when you finally made make it, mm -hmm. you, you buy that car. But to to which to which point do people like imagine if you're like someone who's very rich, like mm -hmm. you want to buy a car that kids want to buy. Yeah, you see what exactly. I mean? Is that um, sexy or is that not? That's, yeah, that's the thing. I think it's it's actually really interesting to see how kids look at brands especially luxury brands because it's usually not right <laughs> and what i mean by this is i remember being a kid and i think for all kids and i have no idea why ferrari is the brand for cars yeah yeah i think it's because of hot wheels maybe i think toys probably have a big influence there but i think for all kids ferrari is the brand mm -hmm. and i remember being extremely disappointed in the world and myself when I overheard, I think, my dad having this conversation with friends while we were on vacation or something, and I was like, I don't know, seven, eight years old or something like that, and they were talking about their dream cars, and I just commented, why does no one of you want a Ferrari? And they were like, eh, I wouldn't want a Ferrari. Yeah, I, would want, I think like, it's because everyone wants it, so it's not like it's yeah. not like your thing anymore. You don't want to have the car that everybody and I don't it's know. not even like top luxury for <laughs> it's cars. Not, it's not. Why did why did we ever think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do kids have this weird perspective, weird perception of yeah. what is so, luxury? So the thing is, imagine if you're if you were taking care of Ferrari as a brand, would you want to have this association with kids? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want everyone to know Ferrari. Yeah. Maybe you don't want every kid wishing a Ferrari because yeah. in the end that's not good for you. Yeah, it's too mainstream, <laughs> almost, yeah. Okay, guys, now we're proceeding to the next and last part of this podcast episode, which is the game part, the game show part, where we make up a game. This time we're having the game called Guess the App. And what, what's going to happen is... Uh, a person, one of us, so either me or Daniela, each at a time, we're going to say the name of an app, and it's a real app, and the other person has to guess what this app does. So I'm going to let my co-host and guest, Daniela Miranda, to start off. Daniela, go ahead with your first app. Okay, so the first app I chose is called Shame Bell. Shame Bell. Shame? Mm -hmm. Bell. bell. Mm -hmm. Okay, from shame being ashamed of someone, like shaming someone. Yeah. Okay, Shame Bell. Okay. Okay, I'm guessing. I think you probably don't have. You probably <laughs> don't have the right knowledge to guess this. 
but since this is a public podcast, uh, what whoever your listeners are may find it funny. I think. Shame bell. Okay. Now I'm confused because I was going to say it could be like some kind of like app related to social media or to Instagram and that would connect somehow with notifications that, you know, when shame bell, it sounds like you're like a notification bell that you would get when a specific person mentions you on Instagram or mentions you on Twitter. Yeah. Is that it? That is not it. Okay. <laughs> shame bell is apparently... Are you ready to know, or do you want to try again? Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. The other way that I can see this would be shame bell, would be like something related with the walk of shame. Okay, you're closer. Okay. So shame bell, maybe it's an app that alerts you when the person you've had sex with that night and you don't know that person when they leave. And do the walk it's of shame. Not, it's not that kind of walk of shame. <laughs> now, but now let me explain because the app would be epic. And the app alerts you that the person is leaving before you've woken That's up. That's really nice. <laughs> okay, but it's not that. It's not that. Okay, I want to hear it. Okay, so Shame Bell is an app that what it does actually is just have a little bell that rings. So you can ring. I didn't try it, but this is what I read. You can just ring the bell and it just makes a bell noise. What does it mean and what, what does it really like stand for? Apparently, you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? No. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was very funny. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it the shame? So I think this has to do with a scene on Game of Thrones where there are people like saying shame 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 yeah. and and there's uh, Cersei going through like the hall and she I, I think she's naked or something and people are yeah. throwing things at her is this the thing yeah like an app that just says shame shame yeah exactly <laughs> that's all and there's more when you open you gotta the- love a good app gotta love a good app the first thing that appears on the description besides what the app actually is is mm-hmm. remember to put your phone on silent when you use this i don't know i don't know what happens if you don't but i really want to test it i should have probably <laughs> how did you find that out this one was like just like you searched like weird apps or tv show apps or no i don't oh i i do remember it was You know, when you have like your suggested apps, you have them grouped. Yeah. I have some that are like about traveling and then about uh, maybe like lifestyle or organizational apps. And I had this whole like group of of apps that are related to TV shows or like very pop culture things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't care about a single one of them. So the first the first one was Rick and Morty. A Rick and Morty mm-hmm. app, I really <laughs> don't care at all about. And then Shame Bell from Game of Thrones, which I also do not watch. 
So they suggested me apps from two shows that I don't watch. Yeah, that you don't watch. What's the point yeah. in that? And this yeah. is the reason why I'm not ever terrified of like artificial intelligence or That's why you hate suggestions, recommendations or, or cell phones ever. I'm not afraid of that ever been. <laughs> Very recently, I was in my car, and I was driving and I didn't want to be like messing with my phone. But I didn't really know the way home, I think. So I just pressed the Google Assistant thing on my phone and said, "Okay, Google, open Google Maps and take me home." And I thought it was going to work. And my phone, smart as it is, opened Google <laughs> and wrote Google Maps <laughs> and searched. <laughs> like, I don't I know like, what this is. I don't have the app or anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not scared at all. I really wish my phone would understand me. <laughs> And that it would scare you, right? Would. Yeah. I really wish that happens one day. <laughs> Now, I'm going to say what the app is. And since we've started off with a really funny one, here's mine. The name of the app is Cat Paint. Cat Paint. Yeah, cat like a cat. Meow. Yeah, and then paint like paint, <laughs> cat paint. I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> it's very weird because I'm gonna guess that it's not linear. It's not anything to do with what the name says, or you wouldn't have picked it. It does have to do with cats. But does it have to do with paint? Mm. Is it about? Is it like a? game where you have like your own Nintendogs <laughs> or anything like that is it a game where you have like your own cat and you customize it and that's it no no but that would be that that could make sense yeah is it is it like this version of Microsoft Paint where <laughs> instead of painting with the different brushes you paint with a cat's paw uh no but close Is it? <laughs> I'm running out of options. <laughs> it has to do with painting. Yes. Think our new generation, us millennials. What do we love? We love cats. <laughs> okay, but what else? Is it one of those things where you can paint to relax? <laughs> no, no, no. Danielle. No, no, no. Wait. Okay. I want a game show sound like in the background. I'm gonna add that. If you're gonna add it, you probably shouldn't be doing that right now. Funny though. Okay, I have no idea. Okay, Cat Paint, the app, what it does is it adds cats to any photo. So oh. imagine if we took a picture together and we wanted to change our faces and put cats, we can do that. Or we can just paint the whole background with cats and then post it like, on Instagram or something. <laughs> like proper cats, like pictures of cats? Yeah, like, drawing? you know, like actual faces of cats, like the ones you would see at a meme, for example. So just like cats on the background and stuff. And it says it now includes iMessage stickers 
Okay. And the funniest thing is, it says, endorsed by Taylor Swift, James Franco, Katy Perry, Paris Hilton, Kat Von D, and Emma Stone. I don't know if they actually have used it or not, but... Okay. Okay. Now. You ready? This is a good one. The app that I chose is called Replica, with a K. Okay, I've heard about this app, I think. I don't oh, think no. it's the first time. No, I, I, I don't think I remember what it is. Or I might It, it was very difficult. It was very difficult okay, to select. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. So it's Replica with a K. Replica with a K. And okay. it was very difficult, just so you know, to select two apps that I thought you didn't know. Okay. I, I saw a bunch of apps and I always thought, Anna knows this, Anna knows this. Like, I have no idea, but it, it looked like the kind of apps that you would know. I think uh -huh. you know a lot of that. Okay, I I think I actually know Replica. I believe Replica is an app where you upload the photo and it has like a bunch of like, how should I say this? Like filters that yeah. make it look like kind of anime and drawings okay. and stuff like that. It's that, right? It's absolutely wrong. It's so far. <laughs> it's so not. Oh my god. It's, it's your it's a whole other world actually. Okay, then 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 let's wait a minute. Let me think about it then. Replica with a K. But it was very fun to hear, to hear the logic or the lack of logic in that argument. I, I just thought I have used this app before, so oh, that's why I was so that's why I thought it was so I was so confident about it. Uh, okay, replica. Uh, logic would be that it has something to do with replics, replicas, yes. so, like copies of something. It kind of does. Okay. Just not something you would think to copy. It's not something you would think to copy. Okay. Yeah, you. It is a copy <laughs> of something. But you would never consider copying. I, I mean, maybe you would, but <laughs> you shouldn't. Um, I'm going to give you a little tip. Okay. It has to do with artificial intelligence. Mm, okay. So maybe it uses, like, you put... <laughs> This is weird. I don't think this would be cool, but like you put your messages there or something you've written or something, and then it creates a replica of something that you would say out of Almost. like your messages or like your social media statuses or something. Almost. It's much creepier than that. Okay. That is the basis of the, of the app, and it okay. is artificial intelligence based on the things you write, mostly. But, From where? Uh, From where? It's based on the things you write on the app only, actually. Oh, okay, okay. And what it and does? It's much creepier. Much creepier. Can I explain? Yeah. Okay. So, replica, with a K, <laughs> is... As the description says, your artificial artificial intelligence friend for emotional growth. And what they mean by this replica is 
your phone talking to you. So it's instant messaging, but instead of speaking to a friend, you're speaking to your phone. And he just learns things about you as the description of the app on the app store says it helps you discover your personality it keeps your memories and um it's very 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 creepy i strongly advise you to go and look at the video that they have on the app store mm -hmm. i explain it a little bit better and especially please do look at the comments on the app store a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people using it however yeah. do mention something interesting which is it helps you learn english <laughs> simple yeah i wish i had i had this app in other languages to learn it makes sense so basically it mimics what a normal conversation with your friends would be like so if you go to the screenshots it has things like um the user complaining about work like my my coworker did this and did that and the app like tries to understand and say and says like why did you not like that action of his and you explain and the app gets to know you better and then <laughs> it is just from what they explain the app is supposed to be like you're time like a better person so it's a very like friendly person <laughs> as well which i think doesn't um sound natural doesn't help it sounding natural because it's just like you say oh i'm feeling down today and the app is like oh boy <laughs> this is one of the examples i'm not making this up <laughs> oh boy what can we watch <laughs> and then, like, suggests watching something on netflix or whatever really? I, i don't know i don't know not netflix but suggests watching like a tv show or video uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah very very weird I mean, it, it reminds me of something that I heard. It, this app doesn't actually exist, but it would be epic if it did, which is imagine, I think you would find this very handy, Daniela, which would be imagine if you had an app that like tracks what your boyfriend does. I'm not <laughs> saying like what he actually does. I'm saying like, you know, his email, like a personal assistant that would warn you, you know, He is feeling a little down today. Maybe you want to cheer him up or he's had a really bad day uh, at uni. So you might not want to mess with him today. <laughs> This would like, save people's relationships. Yeah. Transparent. Yeah. You know, Daniela, you know what's annoying right now is you trying to do like a British accent or you accidentally doing some kind of British accent. I'm not doing a British accent. You know, you know, when you say like, ah, oh. no. like in the end, instead of saying like American style, the way we like usually Like an talk, A or like an R? Like What together, like oh. connect together. You're saying together. Maybe it's, um, um well, German does sound like that. German accent does sound like that. So that's mm. probably it. Because I was in Portugal the last time we recorded. And I'm Or, in for example, order. You would say order. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, but I did oh. notice a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it is the, the German is influence. This, is this going to get it into the podcast or is this edited? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. 
So this is actually a very useful app that I just found out about today, but I don't think the name does any justice to what the app does. So the name of the app is... Perfect for this game. <laughs> is what? It's perfect what? for this game if, if the name has nothing to do with the app. Yes. Okay. So it's Focal Mark. What? Focal Mark. F-O-C-A-L, focal, and then mark, M-A-R-K, focal mark. And remember I said it's an app that I find very useful, that I thought was really cool. So what kind of, app, what kind of apps would I find really useful? I don't know what kind of apps you find useful. I don't know what kind of apps you use besides Anchor, but I do think it would make. You see, you know, you just said it. You said Anchor. No, I didn't. You said <laughs> Anchor instead of Anchor. It's really you good that this anchor. is recorded, so we can go back and see that it didn't happen. Um, okay. Guys, tell us: is she doing it or is is she not? Call in. Let us know. Okay, focal mark. I don't know what kind of apps you use besides that one, <laughs> but I I do think you would made it would make a good episode to to like go through the apps that we like. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind and clap now if <laughs> if you would like. If you to think that's that. something interesting, yeah. yeah, I think so. It shows a lot about a person knowing it what does. apps they use. It's really yeah. it's really nice to to like find out about new apps like that. I actually do use some that I think a lot of people wouldn't know. Well, going back, focal, focal mark. It has to do with focusing. That's what I thought. <laughs> Or that's what I would yeah, think. But I don't think it really does. Oh no. So it's not one of those apps where you can have your garden and your trees will die if you go on Facebook. What? You don't have that app? That's the best one. I don't have it anymore, but I used to. What app are you talking about? There's, there's an app. I don't remember the name. It's not Forest. I think the Google Chrome extension is called Forest, but it's a bit different. Or maybe it's the same. I don't remember. It's an app where you have like your own garden. It kind of looks like a Farmville kind of thing. And you have like bushes to start with mainly and like small trees and you plant them. And you like, for example, a little bush is like 20 minutes while a bigger tree could be like one hour or more. <laughs> and, um, and if you choose like the little bush, that's 20 minutes you plant it and the app doesn't let you go like on social media or anywhere, I, I'm, I don't remember, uh, for, for those 20 minutes. And if you do, then your bush will die. And then you cannot take it from your garden. If, if a bush or, or a tree dies in your garden, you have to let it sit there. So your garden turns ugly. And, and that's it. And if you complete the 20 minutes, then it stays there, it stays there looking pretty. And the point is, if you do like a 12-hour or I think 24-hour challenge where you just don't touch your phone, you get the pretty trees and you mm -hmm. can like make your garden mm -hmm. look... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about similar things, but not yeah. the tree thing. And you know what, Daniela? 
I don't know what's wrong with us, but we kind of turned this game almost into its own episode again because we're already like 17 minutes with just <laughs> this part. But oh well, what is focal mark after all? Should I say it or it's you want to bookmark? Go it's a bookmark app. No. No, but it could be a bookmark for maybe something else. Not for websites, though. Yeah, I don't know. I quit. Okay. So, what they said in the description is, connecting creative communities on Instagram through authentic hashtags. So, the aim of Focal Mark is to allow for authentic sharing of images and to connect together communities. Okay, this is, this is not a good description, but what it actually does is it has an algorithm that lets you find what are the relevant hashtags for your photos. Oh, so, you're kidding. This is very useful, like crazy. That, so, do, you, do you hashtag your, your personal photos? No, but I'm gonna start. I mean, I hashtag my personal photos, but I am always kind of lazy to do it. Yeah. And I want to kind of... So what this app does, imagine I'm going to post a picture of me recording an episode on Anchor. So mm -hmm. I would let them know, you know, the category of the pictures and how the picture looks like, if it's portrait, if it's whatever. And then it gives me like a set of hashtags that I can use and I can copy them directly and put them on Instagram. But the craziest, craziest thing I've seen was a guy, this was like a video, he was giving like Instagram tips And he said that he would go over to like the text definitions on the settings on his iPhone. And he would put in a way that, for example, if, he's, if you said portrait photo, the phone would suggest you to change the word portrait photo and replace it with the hashtags for your portrait photo. You see that, what I mean? So he did like a shortcut while writing. Yeah. I don't get it. Do you always use the same hashtags when a photo is portrait or landscape? Oh, it's just portrait mean like no, I, what I, I think just, or does it just, mean selfie? <laughs> no, just like an example. I mean, it could be a selfie, but you could have like, imagine you could have a shortcut for um, hustle and then you put all hashtags that you think are related with hustle, you know? You mean the chocolate? The what? You mean the candy? <laughs> <laughs> the candy, no. Hustle. hustle. Hustling. Gary ah, V. Hustle with a T. Hustle like oh, Gary V. That's British accent. What's up? <laughs> yeah, that was You'll see. You said, I, I noticed a lot more than I said. You said garden. Garden. A proper a British. <laughs> Okay. One hour episode of a game. <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. It's just... We could. That's the thing. That's the thing. We could. Okay. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you liked the game just now. We always have so much fun with these games and we could keep going. Let us also know what games are you enjoying so far. Um... So we know which ones we should go again or not. And I guess 
follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NRLGera and Daniela. Should they follow you anywhere besides, you know, you're open on Facebook? <laughs> Instagram. In Instagram. What's, what's your handle, Twi uh, like Instagram username? Daniela with one L. So it's the same as Daniel and A on the end. Uh, TPR. This was it. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.